By yourself, you cannot discern Jesus Christ from Satan the devil. This statement is shocking but true. Discover God's way of showing us the difference between these two, next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Today, I would like to talk to you about two gigantic biblical truths that this world just does not understand, and these are truths that are absolutely critical to every human being on this earth. And you, you'll see why when I talk to you about these scriptures today, just a few of them. But Satan's, this is one of Satan's greatest deceptions, and we need to understand just how deadly it is and how important it is that we understand these truths for our spiritual well-being. Many people are surprised when they read in Acts 27 about Paul keeping the Day of Atonement, the fast, it's called. And why, why was Paul keeping the Day of Atonement? And he did keep all of the God's holy days, and we need to understand what that's all about. It has to do with God's master plan for every human being on this earth. And that's explained in our book, our booklet, on pagan holidays or God's holy days, which, and of course, all of our literature is absolutely free when you request it. Notice Acts 27 and verse 9. It says, Now, when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. They had already kept the fast. Now, if you look in your, the margin of your Bible, almost all of them, this is what's in the margin of my Bible, the King James Version, and it says, The fast was on the tenth day of the seventh month, Leviticus 23 and verse 27. So it, it's about the Day of Atonement. Well, what is, what is the lesson of the Day of Atonement? What is it all about? Did you know that, that man, this is a shocking, shattering, mind-shattering statement, but man cannot discern the difference between Christ and Satan? Now, the Bible proves that to you. You can look at Revelation 12 and verse 9, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, where it says the whole world, the whole world is deceived, and Satan is the god of this world. Well, that certainly shows you most men don't understand that. They don't believe it, but it's right there in your Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament also uh, is called the Hebrew Bible. But the Day of Atonement shows us the difference between Christ and the devil or Satan. Notice Leviticus 23, verses 26 and 27. Notice what it says, And the Eternal spoke, saying, Also on the tenth day of this seventh month there shall be a day of atonement, it shall be an holy convocation unto you, and you shall afflict your souls, or you'll fast. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and you shall afflict your souls. 
or fast. What this is saying, man is at last at one with his Creator, with his Maker, at last. That's what this day is all about, being at one-ment or at one with God. Oh, how this world is not at one with God today. And a huge part of that is because we can't discern the difference between Satan and Christ. That's what your Bible says. And this is a statute forever, forever. So we can't say it isn't for today. It is. But uh, this Day of Atonement pictures uh, the way a great event that's going to happen after Jesus Christ returns to this earth, and then He's going to bring this world to being at one with Him, unity with God Himself. And then we'll have all the peace and prosperity and the joy that you can imagine that God can give to mankind before He even becomes a member of the family of God. Notice what it says in Leviticus in verse 5. We'll read that. And he, Aaron, or the high priest, shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats for a sin offering. Verse 6, the high priest offered a sin offering for himself and for his house. Verses 7 and 8, and he shall also take two goats and present them before the Eternal at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, the one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoat." It says here, but that margin says Hebrew, Azazel. Scapegoat is not a translation, it's just a, an interpretation, which is wrong. It's not right. But Azazel means something very different. You can see in what is called a one-volume commentary, Azazel is understood to be the name of one of those malignant demons, or Satan the devil is what he is talking about. But now let me show you something here. I want to give you a quote from Herbert W. Armstrong that just is truly astounding, and one that we all really need to understand. It's necessary to understand what happened anciently when they cast lots. Why did they do that? What does that mean for you today? It means everything if you're going to understand this holy day in God's master plan. Notice this. I'll read a quote here for you from Herbert W. Armstrong. He wrote in his booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which, here's what he wrote. Now, a lot is a solemn appeal to God to decide a doubtful matter. It is a sacred religious ceremony. It included a supernatural act of God. They cast lots. They didn't know which goat was which. So they cast lots. And it was a supernatural act. God showed them which was which and how you could discern the difference. He goes on to say, just again, it's a holy service uh, reaching out to God. But here's what he wrote Notice men were unable to decide which goat was qualified to represent Christ. <laughs> now, how about that? 
they couldn't discern which goat was qualified to be the Son of God or Jesus Christ. This involved an appeal to God to decide. They had to appeal to God to decide. One lot was for the Eternal, and the other lot for Azazel. Now one lot was for the Eternal. This goat typified Christ. But the other lot was not for the Lord, did not typify Christ, but Azazel, Satan. See, one lot for the Lord, one lot for Azazel. See, it was, it was a, da- a doubtful matter. They couldn't discern the difference between the one that represented Christ, or was a type of Christ, and the one that was a type of the devil. They couldn't determine the difference. Now, spiritually today, you can see what that means, that we cannot discern the difference between Christ and the devil spiritually today. Many people are deceived, millions of people are deceived about that. They think they understand, and they don't. They're, I think in most cases they are sincere, but still, that doesn't make it right. So here's a solemn appeal to God. This was sacred to God. You, you make sure you cast those lots so you can discern between Christ and the devil. And I'll show you how we can't do that today. It's, well, it's just uh, noted in several scriptures. Men are just simply unable, they're not able to decide which goat represents Jesus Christ or represented it at that time. They just simply didn't know. They had to go to God. So, which one represented the devil? They didn't understand that either. So they had to determine that. Notice what it says in Matthew 16 and verse 13. We'll start there. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Well, some say that you are John the Baptist, some Elijah, others uh, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And He said unto them, But whom say you that I am? What about you? What do you who do you think I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Son of the living God. He's alive. Then verse 17, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. See, only God will reveal to us His Son, and who He is, and how He differs from the Azazel, or the devil. Now that may sound ridiculous to some people, but we'd better look at these verses that Christ gives us very clearly, many of them stated by Himself, and are in red letters in most Bibles. But only God the Father is going to be able to reveal this to us so that we can discern between these two beings. God the Father has to reveal Jesus Christ. Now, Peter knew this, and because he said it so strongly, what it was, who Christ was, well, 
God the Father pray, uh, had Christ, uh, inspired Christ to praise Him for understanding that, because He had to have it revealed to Him from, his, from God the Father. Now, that is a wonderful, wonderful truth for us to understand, if we can just grasp it, or if we're willing to grasp it. Some people just choose not to, to their own chagrin, believe me. The Father must reveal it to us, and you can prove that from the Bible. Notice Matthew 24, verses 3 through 5. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, take heed, that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ saying, Christ is Christ, that I am Christ, they'll say that, and shall deceive many. Many, many millions are going to be deceived. Why is that? Well, they believe in Christ. They, they, they talk about Christ a lot, but they don't believe His message. They don't believe His message. They hear, but they won't do what He says in His message. So he says, now you take heed. These are Christ's own words. How can we not believe them if we're Christians? Many shall come in Christ's name, saying Christ is Christ. Many of them. And that certainly means millions. Luke 6 and verse 46 says this, And why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Now, this is Christ talking to these people that were there at that time. And He said, well, why do you call me Lord, Lord, when you won't do what I say? When you won't do what I say? You won't do what I tell you. And if you do that, all of that, well, it's just in vain. Your, your religion is, is in vain. Your Christianity is in vain. That's a sober statement there that I think we all need to think about a lot more than what we do. It's right there in your Bible, and those are Christ's own words. Notice Luke 6 and verse 47, Whosoever comes to Me and hears My sayings, and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house, and digged deep, and laid the foundation on a rock, a type of Christ. Build your house on Christ. That rock. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock, a type of Jesus Christ. Verse 49, But he that hears and does not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. The ruin of that house was great. Well, because one of them built that foundation on sand, and they don't, no foundation at all, and it didn't last, and it, it fell immediately. We'll look at now at uh, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13. Look at this, and listen, and think about this. Verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. 
and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. <laughs> How about that? If you have, there are all kinds of, of apostles out there that transform themselves into the apostles of Christ. That's what it says. Paul just said, don't marvel at that. Satan himself comes as an angel of light, an angel of light, and he has deceived the whole world, not part of it, all of it. So says your Bible, Revelation 12 and verse 9, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. You see, no man can discern. We can't discern between Christ and the devil because the devil comes as an angel of light, and he deceives us. He deceives us. Now, how can you refute these clear words of Christ? Notice verse 15, Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Well, that's just the way it is. And now, of course, you, could, uh, you can check with Hebrews 6, verses 19 through 20, and you'll see how this high priest in that Levitical, Leviticus priesthood did all kinds of things, and it was just a type of what Jesus Christ would do Himself. Like when He went into the Holy of Holies, well, Christ, after the crucifixion, went, went back to His Father and into the Holy of Holies, and from there has helped us and He's there an advocate for us when we sin, making sure that He talks to the Father and they get everything perfectly just. Now, He's doing that today. He is our High Priest today. That's what the booklet I'm offering you here on Hebrews is about. You need this booklet. I'll tell you, it is powerful. Paul wrote this booklet, and it's for only this specific end time that we're in right now. Now, that you can prove that from the book. Paul wrote it about four years before the Holocaust of 70 A.D., and let me tell you, that was only a type of what's coming upon us if we don't heed God's message. He wants us not to have to go through that, and through terrible times ahead, with nuclear bombs exploding all over the place. God doesn't want us to go through that, obviously. And He warns us, and He warns us, and He warns us, and He warns us, and we don't heed that warning. That's the way it's been so far. I hope that uh, that can change, but there's all kinds of hope. This, this world is about to be made at one with God forever, forever. Now that means peace, unity, prosperity, joy, full joy, full happiness. Oh, what a wonderful time that's going to be. But right now we're facing terrible times temporarily, and then Christ is going to return at the conclusion of the Day of the Lord, which is about to happen in this, uh, this next decade. Believe me, it is. And your Bible says, you'd better know when that's at the door, Matthew 24. You, know, you have to know, that's your responsibility, to know when it's at the door. And today, you see, we can be at one with God. 
And this, I tell you, Paul wrote a masterpiece here. He's our high priest. He's doing everything he can today to help us if we will let him help us. He's doing everything for us that he possibly can to qualify us to be sitting on, well, the first fruits, anyhow, sitting on David's throne and sharing that rule with Jesus Christ as his bride. He needs a helpmeet in, in this coming rule, and he's preparing some first fruits to be his government and rule the earth a thousand years. And he, really, all of the universe. For all, for all time. Here we have this risen Christ, Jesus Christ, that is the, up there as our high priest today, and willing to, you see again, spend all this time, about 2,000 years of working with people, and of course even in the Old Testament, that happened as well. There was certainly a congregation then. And you can see in Leviticus 16, verses 20 through 26, it talks about them uh, putting their hands on this, this Azazel or this, and, and sending him out into a wilderness, which couldn't be heaven. He's, being, he's, having, he's the author, really, of all sins. And God is going to make him pay the price for those sins, but we are guilty of our sins too, and God is going to pay the price for our sins, not Satan the devil's, because he hasn't repented. But men are going to repent, those that enter into the kingdom of God. So Jesus Christ took our guilt, but he certainly didn't take Satan's. He is, Satan is the original cause of all sin. Webster says to atone means to set at one, to join in one, to form by uniting. We shall not be completely joined in one and united with God until this is done. See, mankind is about to become at one with God, at one with God. Can you imagine what a change that is going to bring into this world? We don't cast lots today, but we go to God. And you can look at Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. It says this, As we have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as we have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. You have to be rooted in Him. And then verse 8 says, Vain philosophy is after the rudiments of the world, it talks about in verse 8. Vain philosophy. Today's English version translates that expression as ruling spirits of the universe. Now, this, this, is, this philosophy that they thought was so righteous, the Laodiceans anciently thought this was so wonderful, and they were deceived by it because it was all about Satan the devil and his demons, the ruling spirits of the universe that now are cast down to this earth and confined to this earth. And that's why you see all these horrific problems surrounding us all the time. See, these were God's saints that had the truth, and then they lost it. You can go ahead and look at uh, the, uh, well, you really need to get our booklet on Colossians because it explains all this to you, but verse uh, 18 and says, talks about uh, being invaded by Satan. 
But then it says they lost the head. God's own people lost the head. They, did, they lost Jesus Christ and moved to follow Satan the devil. God's own people, that's how powerful Satan is and how deadly his deception is. See, that, that's, that God wants us to understand about, uh, well, Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2, Set your affection on things above, not on things on this earth. This is coming, and coming fast. Colossians 3 and verse 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with Him in glory. See, we're going to, at His second coming, if we get out and proclaim Christ's message to this world today, we're going to sit on His throne with glory, all kinds of glory, when He returns to this earth. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. By yourself, you cannot discern Jesus Christ from Satan the devil. This statement is shocking, but true. Discover God's way of showing us the difference between these two. Without God, we are totally helpless. Request Gerald Flurry's free book, The Book of Hebrews, What Jesus Christ is Doing Today, to learn how to discern between Christ and Satan. Christ is portrayed by traditional Christianity as a newborn baby or a dead man on the cross, but He lives. He is actively involved in the affairs of mankind to this day. Do you realize what He can do for you? He has already suffered and died for your sins, proving there's no limit on how much He will help you each day. Serving under God the Father, Christ will work miracles to change your life forever. Jesus Christ is a real God being with specific job titles. Study Gerald Fleury's free book on Hebrews to understand how Christ actually lives to serve you and every other human being who has ever lived. Discover the marvelous depths of knowledge about the God family revealed in the book of Hebrews. Understand the beautiful results of accepting correction from God. God and Christ want to share their glorious way of life with you. What they ask from you in return is so small by comparison. You will also receive a copy of our free booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which the one true God commands all human beings to put Him first, first in our time, first in our effort, first in our thoughts, first in our desires. This is a real challenge, but God also tells us specific ways to worship Him properly. All we have to do is obey. God's annual Holy Day plan brings true Christians closer to God and to an understanding of His purpose for all mankind. The Holy Day of Atonement reminds us that we are completely incapable of discerning between Christ and Satan. This is why the Bible says the whole world is deceived. God will remove the deception and ignorance from our minds if we obey Him. Yes, God does care which days we observe, because His holy days teach us the only way to lasting happiness, joy, peace, and prosperity. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Book of Hebrews, What Jesus Christ is Doing Today, and Pagan Holidays, or God's Holy Days, which order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Book of Hebrews, What Jesus Christ is Doing Today, and Pagan Holidays, or God's Holy Days, which... Order now.
For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.